Hello fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, fellow listeners visiting with me on the screen porch. I so much appreciate you coming along. Before I sat down to chat with you, I was out looking in the garden and the bottle brush buckeye are in bloom and there's a dance of swallowtail butterflies on them. And um, two of them were literally kind of like dancing with each other. I thought maybe they were going to mate or something, but I don't know. They just seemed to be dancing and I just marveled over the view. So anyway, I'm going to share a very special story today. I look forward to telling you about a garden visit. But before we start that chat, I wanted just to have a little bit of a preamble thinking about how much gardening is so healing and soothing and even therapeutic as is walking amongst nature. Sure, there are frustrations, too, as we talk about all the critter damage and fungal diseases and all that good stuff, and it can get the best of you. There certainly are a lot of garden dilemmas, but when you think about it as part of Mother Nature's plan and trust she has a way of balancing things, then the frustration turns into letting go and allowing. Yes, we do our part in an environmentally friendly way, but at the same time, marvel over the miracle of it all. Which brings me to this story about a very special garden visit. And I brought my microphone along in hopes to share some of the conversation. And it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. I recently enjoyed visiting with Rosemary DiTrolio, whose garden is in Hope, New Jersey, a serene plot of vegetables and flowers planted by an extraordinary lady whose calling is to help others grow their spirit. As the owner of Hands of Light by Rosemary, she's a Reiki master teacher, angel communicator, and intuitive, says the About the Author page in her book, Divine Messengers. And she's passionate about her garden. I love my garden, and it's a wonderful way not only to be outside, but when you're stressed out and you pull weeds, it really helps. So it's helped me very grounded through, uh, through my life. And it's, it's been a joy. I call it weeding undesirables. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So you mentioned to me before I visited today yes. that you don't have deer really eating your stuff. And I am no. looking at this going, why is that? I'm not quite sure. I did ask them to stay away from the garden because <laughs> there's plenty to eat in the woods. So um, my, my thought is maybe they're listening. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've, they've left my garden alone this year. And I've been able to uh, really grow a lot of vegetables. Um, and they've left the Swiss chard for me this year. So I've been having that every day. There were many highlights and joys in our visit. We share in common participating in 4-H as kids. And a love of sunflowers. Rosemary has a grouping of mammoth sunflowers rising above the glory of her kitchen garden below. The botanical name is Helianthus giganteus. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? The giant heirloom can grow to 12 feet tall with flowers about a foot wide. And to the right of me are these enormous sunflowers. Did you grow them from seed? Yes, I did. Um, the, you know, I, they, some years they didn't grow, but this year they took off. 
Uh, and I've been really having fun with them. My grandchildren like to see them every time they come. They're a foot taller. So these are probably edging out about six or seven feet right now, and they're still going. I shared the story about Grandpa, a dairy farmer by trade. He lived with us for his last years until the ripe age of 93. A favorite memory is how he hand-dug and sat vigil in his vegetable garden, graced with sunflowers watching overhead, my addition. He made fun of the silliness of the sunflowers. They attract birds that will feast on the tomatoes. I'm sure it was his way of bonding with me as he sat in the shade of the majestic plants. I can see him now sitting on the old-fashioned aluminum foldable chair with the plaid stripes faded from the sun that kind of complemented his faded plaid shirt. His cane between his legs with both palms, one on top of the other holding it there, with no modesty about his missing fingers from farm accidents long ago. Rosemary's grandfather was a gardener, too. She describes his eight-foot plot in the city-like town of Lodi, New Jersey, chock full of fruit trees, roses and vegetables such as cabbage, tomatoes, and basil. It was a wonderful feeling to go there. He would pick something we'd have for dinner or on our pizza that Grandma cooked. It was really nice. I adored hearing how she starts her garden each spring by sitting with her new plants and feeling where they want to live in the space. Here's how she explained it. And I have different things I try each year. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's, kind, it's kind of strange, but I kind of sit with the plant and decide where it feels like it should be. Wow. And that's how I place it. And, I, you know, like my tomatoes always want to be near the basil. And I've tried um, things in different spots, but mm-hmm. it just didn't feel right and it wouldn't grow. So hmm. it kind of, I kind of decide where it feels right that they should be. Wow. And I put it accordingly. Among her vegetables, grapes, and strawberries are a profusion of flowers to encourage pollinators to do their part in bringing the bounty, more than she can use. One year I had zucchini and they say, you know, drop a seed and run. Right. I had so many <laughs> zucchinis. I, my, my neighbors were running away from me, I think, because, you know, you'd like to drop a zucchini and you'd run from their house. What? It was crazy. <laughs> I had so much. Rosemary fell in love with gardening because of an elderly neighbor named Joe. So my neighbor, when I was growing up, was this old man named Joe. He was a friend of my father, and he was a fantastic gardener. In his backyard, he had this apple tree that had three or four different types of apples on one tree. And P.S., I did run there and steal an apple occasionally. And I came home with it. But they had all different apples on his tree. And he was a great gardener. So in his backyard, he had a well that he had dug, you know, from water witching and stuff. And he had all these beautiful vegetables. And I was, I was like, oh, I love that. So I asked him to teach me how to garden. Wow. So he did tell me, you know, about using manure. So that year, in, my mother and I went to the garden store and I came home with a hundred pounds of poop. And my father was hysterical. He's like, what are you doing? I said, well, I need manure for my garden. He goes, you don't need 100 pounds. You only have a 10-foot plot. (laughs) Anyway, that was my first experience. And the first success I had was actually growing zinnias. And it kind of got me because I had these beautiful flowers. I said, that's it. Next year, I'm going to try tomatoes. So later in life, when I moved to an apartment, I would grow tomatoes in buckets out on the um, fire escape. And then when I moved in a house that I was in at the time, um, they grew about six feet tall. They were the most huge tomato plants I've ever seen. Wow. They were taller than me and they had a lot of fruit on them that year. So, yeah. So you got the bug. I got the bug. It's it's like the gambling bug, except it's it's not. It's it's gardening. (laughs) So I'm curious if you ever told the man that taught you how to garden that you stole his apples. 
Yes, I did. Did you? Yes. And he actually died uh, pretty early. He had an operation and he passed. But, oh. um, yeah, I, I did own up to it because um, I'm very honest and I can't get away with anything in life. So <laughs> I did I did out myself to him and he started laughing and he gave me some apples. That's so funny. As Liz's garden tour ended, Rosemary spoke of a watermelon with a surprise. Later, she sent me a photo and this beautiful story. And I'm quoting her actual words. Sometimes blessings are well hidden. I threw a watermelon seed down in my garden, not expecting it to grow. Then, one summer day, to my surprise, a cute sugar baby watermelon sat nestled under the green leaves, lying in wait for me to notice the blessing. My garden reminds me of life's blessings and difficulties. The weeds represent problems, issues, and grudges I need to pull out. If I let the weeds take over, they'll strangle out the blessings and bounties trying to emerge. The second blessing happened when I cut into the sugar baby melon. A pink-winged angel shape appeared in the middle of the yellow watermelon center. Some people find Jesus in toast. I found an angel in the watermelon. Thank you, Rosemary, for sharing your garden and your gifts. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Isn't that a wonderful story? I just adored reading about it. And there is the photo that she sent me, and it's on the Garden Dilemmas website, so I invite you to take a look at that. And I just want to thank you for joining me on the screen porch today. I hope you enjoyed our time together. And if so, I would so appreciate if you could let one of your friends know about the podcast or a family member that may enjoy it as well so that more can join us in learning and growing in this garden of life. Thanks so much. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.